say this. My um, my son plays some video game where you're in the ocean. Oh, the uh, Subnautica. You know what? You could say anything, and I probably oh, okay. Would. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking now that like, I thought about it, it's really pretty. <laughs> and then I know it's like that's a very big, like big answer. Y'all are like, um, yeah, that's like twenty video games right now. But long story short, he was like he was quasi watching it with me, my oldest who's nine. And he was like, you know how to kill a shark, don't you? And I was like, what? He was just like, from the video game, he's like, you just shoot a harpoon in its gills. Duh. You know? That's what they should have done. Can somebody tell the guys on the boat this? (laughs) But yeah, it was just funny. He was just very like, um, like, duh. I know how to do this from video games. <laughs> <laughs> like next. So I was like, okay, well, different generation. Does it impact them the same? Got it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't know how many movies we've watched for this H2OG <laughs> series, but I think that going out on a limb, I'm saying, I think this is my favorite one that we've watched. And I thought that I probably haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, probably 20, 25 years. But I remembered, you know, a lot of it. And it's just such a part of movie culture in this country that you can't get away from it. I mean, it's the mother of all shark movies and there's millions of them now. And so I thought it was going to be this old, slow, like movie from the seventies, but it was, I think it really holds up. And I, I, I liked it a lot. I'm not going to tell you anybody my, my rating right now but i just want everybody to know i loved it um i don't think i'm saying anything new here i think a lot of people feel the same way obviously but um but yeah so um how did you guys how did you guys feel and how, had you seen it before and how like how if so how long had it been you can go gilbert so i only saw it for the first time a, a few months ago and then i i saw it again last week i had some friends over the mistake was that we put it on kind of late at night. And so while I didn't find it slower, boring, like the seventies movie, the first time, this time it kind of hit hard. And there were parts where I was definitely like, is a shark here? Did I miss something What's going on? So, but I think that's totally my fault. That's the timing. Um, no, I, I think, I think there are some parts where you're like, what exactly is happening here? What's with all the barrels? What, um, and we were talking about it and that was like it's fun it's fun to have all these people around and be like wait are they supposed to are they just trying to track the barrels or <laughs> are the barrels trying to weigh it down like what is yeah the now um or yeah. keep it from submerging so like buoy it up like i wasn't i was trying to like logic this out but but like you said i this is this is such a big movie that without having seen it like it's it's part of what my friend said the zeitgeist Mm-hmm. Without having seen it, everyone knows that done it, done it sound, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like it just, it's part of culture without right. being such a out loud thing. Which wasn't, that sound wasn't in the movie as much as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a comedy. No, it was like one or two parts. It was, yeah, exactly. Thing, right. Like the very beginning, I think during like the opening titles and that opening scene. And then, Maybe a couple more times, but I thought it was going to be the whole. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of Jaws two and three and four or whatever, where they played. I haven't seen any of them, so I don't know if they're good or if they're trash. I I think I remember them not being so good, but it's been it's been a long time. 
Um, I think there's definitely diminishing returns. The sharks probably get bigger and bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm making this up, but I think one of them ends with somebody like a diver putting a hand grenade into Jaws' mouth to blow him up, which is kind of like what happened. Spoiler alert at the end of this one. Yeah. So um, I think they ran out of ways to kill the shark. Um, But anyway. Uh, Michelle, how did you had you seen it before? Um, like quasi, like I remember being like at my aunt and uncle's house and them like watching this and kind of like periodically walking through the living room and seeing parts. So um there's that. And then I think I don't didn't see it until like my late 20s, like for the first full time. And then it's probably been like 10 years since I've seen it again. But I will say I saw enough of it as a kid to um, like quasi be afraid of large bodies of water at all times. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of feel like that's like a natural human instinct, like something that's just in our DNA. But um, yeah, I, I remember having... Like I used to go to the Marine Creek pool, which used to be on the north side. Now they got like a splash pad, but they used to have a pool over there. And um, which just sounds wild, but like in the early nineties, my parents would give me and my brother a quarter and my grandfather lived like two blocks away and we would walk by ourselves. We were really young guys. It's kind of questionable to be honest. (laughs) Um, And we would walk from my grandpa's house and we'd go to the Marine Creek pool, we'd pay a quarter and we would like swim all day. And I feel really bad because I have no memories really of ever checking up on my brother. So thank God for those lifeguards. Like, <laughs> I would just be like, peace, Ruben, you know, you're on your own. I'm in the deep end, you're in the shallow end. And, um, anyways, but I remember other than trying to be Ariel and the Little Mermaid all the time swimming in the pool, I would also have vivid memories because the pool was really big. I wish I could have seen it more as an adult. Because you know how when you're a kid, everything feels bigger. Just to get that the pool felt size big. reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pool felt huge. And like, I would sometimes freak myself out and convince myself that there was a shark in the pool, which makes yeah. no sense. At no, I, so I totally It got understand. into me somehow. I, yeah. I, think you, I think you're right about it being like a human thing to to like freak ourselves out when we're in water because we know that there's you know so much so many bad things that can happen yeah we're so vulnerable right yeah in it it takes a lot of effort to stay afloat so so that well, was i can do loose fear of jaws but yeah but i mean to this day i can do the same thing where if i'm in i'm in a, like a swimming pool and if i really sit and like concentrate i can i can make myself feel that feeling of like something's in there something's been yeah beneath me gonna come up so yeah it's yeah definitely so maybe i'm the weird one because i'm the opposite and i'm i'm (laughs) very comfortable like zone out uh a year or two ago like a group of us went to the beach and i was like just floating and the waves like were really strong and after a while like i was like pretty far out and my friends were like Gilbert, please you're freaking us out just come back come back and like get closer and I'm like I'm fine you guys like I'm totally okay I'm just like floating <laughs> off <laughs> the, so let me let me ask you guys uh, something and um, this is sort of carrying on a conversation that we had in our, in our previous drive-in episode about the Titanic but um, do you guys think that Jaws is wearing a wig 
<laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't tell, and it really bugged me the whole time. No. Um. Anyway, if if if, if our listeners want to go back and listen to Titanic, um, I think that episode that we did is about two hours of me saying, "Do you guys think Billy Zane is wearing a wig?" i looked it up i've looked it up since we recorded and sure enough he is i mean like i should have just trusted my instincts but um anyway he's wearing a wig so just follow that up talking about like random things like you were obsessed with billy zane's (laughs) um something that along those lines that caught my eye um in this one was um richard dreyfus's clothing uh-huh. <laughs> it was like simple but like he was rocking you know like right now it's a big sweatshirt revival you know yeah well, he was rocking the sweatshirts and i he was to me like when he was wearing that little black beanie he looked very like hipstery kind yeah. of yeah yes he and, was very um, I, yeah i pre- i mean granted i know that was the 70s but um i really his his understated style in this movie and his character is awesome by the way he is i forgot how awesome he was i always remember the other guy um roy scheider yeah but i um like his face i can never remember his name but i remember his face but um yeah richard was awesome the scientist uh, was awesome i agree about about the outfits they look very like you could wear wear that today the jeans were like a nice cut um Yeah, the sweatshirts. Yeah, um, this way the sweatshirt hang. Like um, yeah. boating kind of shoes, like canvas boating shoes. The yeah. I think I didn't like were his glasses. He had like these weird octagon frameless glasses that just seemed very bad for seafaring. They're going to get so dirty. Um, just the <laughs> thing. But uh, I, mean, I um, he, he was he was the nerd. So I don't know. He knew some water things, but you know he was. He wasn't supposed to fit in, but he's yeah. also, and he was also like a rich nerd. So he, he was like, I pay for yeah. stuff myself and like all these boats and, and harpoons and, and cages and stuff. And yeah, he's also a rich guy. Now that we've covered Richard Dreyfuss's uh, outfits, um, <laughs> uh, whole, you know, the plot of the movie, if somebody doesn't know, if somebody's been living under a rock, they, there's a giant shark attacking this island um, the mayor doesn't want to shut down the beaches for the 4th of July, so they keep them open. More people get killed. Um, so I read today that uh, a dog gets killed, and I did not remember seeing that in the movie, so I must have, like, stepped out of the room or something because I did not, would not have wanted to see that. Um, do you, any of you remember that? It's, if I recall correctly, it's very quick. Uh, okay. um, I remember the dog being in the water, yeah, I remember that too. And I thought this is important. Oh. We're good. Yeah, and then kind of in the same thing as usual. I was kind of like watching it while doing laundry, so I wasn't like totally like super mm-hmm. focused. And um, it happened so quick, but I don't remember people like being upset about it. You know, I didn't. I didn't notice it, and I feel like especially when I was there with like friends, like I felt like somebody would have been like, "Not that. the dog." Yeah. Maybe I maybe I misread, or um, maybe it's talking about another of the Jaws movies, but. Everybody wants to keep swimming. Everybody knows that people are dying and dogs are dying, maybe, and they're getting eaten by a shark. But everybody just wants to keep swimming on July Fourth. Can't shut down the beach on July Fourth. And the, I also like the mayor's different blazers. He had like little anchors on his. Uh, yeah, he his, was, so it was pretty, pretty cool. 
And uh, so, yeah, so the mayor doesn't want to shut it down. And Roy Scheider, the town, the chief of police. Um, and by the way, he's the chief of police. And I'm pretty sure there's only one other police officer. And they can't even coordinate their uniforms. Roy Scheider's wearing <laughs> the, time. the other cop is wearing navy blue the whole time. And the, I, for a while, I thought they were on different police forces. But nope, they're on the same island police force. They just can't coordinate. Um so yeah, so Roy Scheider, uh, the chief wants to wants to close the beaches and and hunt the shark, and the mayor doesn't want to do that because they have a, a town meeting pretty early on, where uh, Robert Shaw, who plays um, Captain Quint, gives a really great speech, and he asks them for they're they're offering three thousand dollars to somebody who can kill the shark, and he says that's not enough, um, I'll do it for ten, uh, but they don't want to. You know, at city government, there's a lot of rules with contracts. They don't want us to just sign that contract. They probably have to go out for bids or put out an RFP. Um, but anyway, they don't hire him right then, and more people die. And um, and yeah, so fine. So eventually, uh, I don't remember what the turning point was. I think a little boy is attacked, and maybe even is it Roy Scheider's kid? Or is it? No, it's it was like that lady who later she's like, "Where's my son?" Because everyone else came up back onto the oh, beach. Okay, and it okay. was her kid. The kid get killed, and then they still didn't shut it down, right? Okay, so the kid dies, and yes. then everyone's upset, and the whole town is like, "Rebel, rebel, rebel! Get the shark!" Right? There's a bounty. Get the shark, and so they get a shark, and I think That's it's so right. representative of pretty, people right it's pretty like dinky shark too right it's like oh it's a shark yeah we got the shark so everyone back in the water and there's still yeah. that's like, what no happened. dude that's, that's right. not that's the right, right shark you know richard yeah, that's not big like, enough. look at this little mouth like he yeah he was anything. doing his measurements now i remember that's right and, there's no way this is a shark and everybody was like eh. and then he it's fine shark, so right? of course then, it happens again you know yeah of, it's, and it's fourth of july so it's like yeah. everyone's out there and there's this moment where the mayor goes up to some guy because no one's swimming because people are freaked out the mayor goes up to some guy and i wasn't sure who that guy was but he's like hey man get up and get in the water and then other people will get in the water too and you can see the guy's like oh fine like we'll put on the sunblock and then like then you start to see people like oh okay we're gonna go we're gonna hang out in the water but you know the sheriff is still like, no, 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 no. The, the shark's still out there. Yeah. So he tells his kid, I don't want you out in the big water. Go play in the little pond. Uh-huh. Like, go, go over here. Like, you guys be safe. Yeah. There's that, there's a shark warning. People start screaming shark. Everyone rushes back onto the beach and it's just some punks, right? Yeah. Just, it's like, some, fake some, some kids with a shark fin rig that they've rigged yeah. almost a shot. But then of course, like, the real shark shows up in the pond and everyone at this point, everyone is screaming, everyone's running in that direction. And I think the only guy who got eaten because his kid is okay. It's the, it was some adult who was watching them or just some guy out there who was like, Hey, you guys be careful. And he's the one who gets eaten. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so and the kid, the kid survives, but he's the kid's okay. Yeah. The kid somehow, survives. Yeah. Yeah, they, the they get guy. knocked into the water and they're scrambling, yeah. but that guy is the one who gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> and so then people freak out. Everyone sees it happen. And I think that's that that triggering, like, oh, now it's real. 
Yeah. That shark was just a little nobody shark. This shark is still out there. And there's this moment, and I, I think it was in the hospital or an office somewhere where the mayor says something like, my kids were out there. Like, those were my kids. Like, this could have happened to my kids. And, and that's finally when they're like, okay, now we're going to hire someone. Now we're going to do it the right <laughs> way and handle this. And the mayor's like, yeah, man. <laughs> and I looked it up because um, uh, Clint, which is, this is the point where they do hire him for uh, $10,000. And he also asked for $200 a day, whether he catches the shark or not, and a case of apricot schnapps or something like that. <laughs> that's his, that's his price. And um, so, yeah, so they hired him for $10,000 and that was in 1975. And in today's money, that would be 50, a little over $50,000. So that's what he, that's what he was asking for. So they hire him and then uh, the chief and uh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, I think his name is Hooper, um, go out all three on uh, Quint's little boat the orca and um start hunting the shark and the rest of the movie i feel like half the movie is them out there on the little boat and right this is where i got sleepy it, it, yeah you know <laughs> yeah it does kind of drag on it a does little drag bit. a little bit it, it kind of turns into the the bro thing and there's yeah like, they have those bickering moments which i read were real because um richard dreyfus and the the, the hunter yeah oh um, oh robert shaw like, yeah they didn't get along in real life like they would bicker a lot and so that translated really really well onto the screen i, um, I also read that robert shaw was maybe a little bit actually drunk during uh, most of the filming and you gotta be <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> um it just it turned into what i jokingly said was the lighthouse right it was just a lot of time <laughs> on this bow and these three guys that were just like, ah, you're not doing this right. And like, I know what I'm doing. And it's just back and forth. And then all of a sudden there's like, wait, shark. <laughs> <laughs> wait, are you talking about the lighthouse movie with um, Robert Pattinson? And okay. Yeah. 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 I, I like that movie for, I don't remember why I was entertained. And then I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't I don't know if that's one we can cover uh, in in the podcast. I remember it being a little bit, a little bit risque. Yeah, um, my, my friend and I were talking about it. He's like, "You guys should do the lighthouse," and I'm like, "No, there's <laughs> no. <laughs> not a whole lot we could talk about." It was in black and white. I remember that. Um, and so, yeah, so they're out on the boat for a long time. It's it's a bro fishing trip. Um, a lot of arguing. A lot of the boat catching on fire a lot of engine troubles um, and a whole lot of barrel stuff. Um, and I think they were trying to use those barrels to keep him afloat, keep him from diving and, and to also be able to see where he is. But there was okay. a scene and maybe, maybe I missed something, but I, I remember a scene where they're shooting that first barrel at him and he can't shoot it because Richard Dreyfuss doesn't have it tied yet. And Richard Dreyfuss is messing around with some electronic thing to put on the barrel and then he and then he finally ties it. Quint shoots, and that they get the first barrel attached to Jaws. But I don't remember them ever talking about what that electronic thing was ever again. Maybe I missed. Maybe I missed it. Do you guess I, uh -oh. I don't remember either. I assume it was some kind of tracker. But then he doesn't really ever hold up a little thing and say, "Oh, here's here's Jaws is here." 
No. Look for the is there an extended cut somewhere? Do we know? You want it to be longer? <laughs> I don't. Longer? <laughs> I don't, but you know, I just, I'm wondering if some of these kind of areas, well, I mean, maybe not where we're kind of like, oh, what was that about? Like maybe it was just a cut scene or something. I don't know. So maybe, maybe that's one of those things that gets covered in the book. I did not read it this time because I mean, it's kind of long too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see how big the book is, but this is where I'm going to plug the library and say, you know, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. Download the book <laughs> using Libby or Overdrive with the Fort Public Library. You can check it out for free. Um, but I did research to see what some of the differences were. And um, there's some interesting things that I think, like, like I wonder if that gets put up, you know, pulled up or explained or anything like that. But uh, like you guys talked about the, like the mayor and the city and the economy. And I think that's enough movie wise as a reason to like, no, don't shut the beach down. But the book, according to this thing, the book, um, the mafia is involved. Yeah, and so, ah. yeah, the mayor Murph. is under pressure from the mafia to keep the beaches open. The mob invested in Amity real estate and they want to keep values sky high. So I was like, what a practical way ah. to kind of like tie that in and like keep the beaches open and then, you know, the shark attacks and whatever. You know, um, I, I, when you said that, I was laughing and thinking that wasn't necessary, but I'm a huge Sopranos fan, and I think I would have really loved to have seen that now that I think about that. <laughs> right? And I think that's a, a modern thing, more so than maybe a 1975 thing, where we want, like, the extra plot, the extra subplots and the drama to kind of tie around. Yeah. Um, they were trying to keep, I read that they were trying to keep the extra subplots down in the movie, in the film, Jaws. Um, oh. Like, there's this whole love affair thing that's also happening in the book um Uber. Oh. oh what Uber is actually having an affair with the wife um the oh. sheriff's wife <laughs> oh, wow and, yeah, yeah there's there was, a lot there of thing about how they knew each other because he's the younger brother or something like that. he's related to someone that they that she knew and she's really unhappy with the sheriff because she's just like come on blah, blah 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 about what's going on in the town so there was just like this wow. whole other thing yeah and then he dies in the book. Oh, the sheriff. The sheriff. But no, 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 Hooper. Oh, though. Hooper. Oh. But not in the movie. Like, there's the whole shark cage thing, and and I was asking my friend, like, wait, no, he didn't die, right? Like, no, he kind of like surfaces later, but he just kind of yeah, like, whatever. When the he book hid out in some seaweed. Oh, and oh. oh. that made sense because I'm like, well, you know, if you're not the good hero if you're in the affair with the hero's wife, so it makes sense yeah. to kill you off. I, I'm glad they cut that out because, yeah, I don't know how much that would have added. And right. that and the mob to this <laughs> So This book sounds about, like drama. Yeah, no kidding. But I did I did read that um, Peter Benchley because I, I looked this up on Libby too. And um, try, I was like, maybe I read the book. But because I, I thought it would be, I don't know. 120 pages <laughs> i don't know um how much can you how much can you talk about a shark attack but it's like 350 something pages i was like you know what uh <laughs> have like three days to, to watch this before we record so i'm gonna skip it but i also i want to plug libby too the libby app that you can use your fort worth library card with and if you're not using that and you're a fort worth library patron you're crazy because i have listened to dozens and dozens of audiobooks and I've downloaded, I don't know how many Kindle books you can download it from Libby, put it straight in your Kindle. It's so easy. And if you're not doing that, you're crazy. I've saved so much money 
not buying audiobooks and Kindle books. This, especially during <laughs> the pandemic, where that was like all I was doing in my free time. Um, so yeah, so it's it's very easy to use. It's great for Earth Library, uh, Libby, the Libby app. Wonderful. It's I guess it's been a while since we've introduced ourselves. <laughs> yeah, our plugs. <laughs> yeah, or talked about like you know like last on the Titanic we didn't talk about anything except for Titanic, which is fine. But I got in trouble. <laughs> you got in oh, trouble? Really? Not like not like work trouble, but like Rita was just like, oh, because I was sharing it. Like y'all shared it and then I was sharing it. And I was like, yeah, let's get people listening to this stuff. And Rita was like, yeah, I listened to it. And I'm like, was it fun? And she goes, you didn't talk about the library one time. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can I'm talk like, about but I've talked about the library at the other ones. And she's like, yeah, but not this time. Tax dollars, Gilbert. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I realized that too after we after we were done. Like, the, sorry, Rita. Funny, <laughs> Allie, um, Allie listened to it. And she was like, uh, you know, she texted me and she was like, I'm listening to the Titanic episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's thanks for listening. And she said, yeah, this episode about Titanic so far has mostly been about aliens and Tombstone. And I was like, <laughs> all right, wait until hour two of the episode. We talk a lot about Titanic. <laughs> hour two. <laughs> um, oh, but speaking of uh, connections to between movies i want to i wrote this down because i was so excited when this happened um robert shaw who plays captain quint uh is in the sting with paul newman and robert redford it's one of my favorite movies of all time and he plays the bad guy in that movie and the connection is that robert shaw is in both of the movies and that song the entertainer is played in Jaws when they're on the one of the beach scenes. You can hear it in the background, that piano song. And it's played all the time in the sting because it's set during the Great Depression when that song was like number one on the billboards. So um, <laughs> that was a, that was a really fun uh, connection to hear for me. And Allie came in the room and I said, hey, they're playing the entertainer in this and Robert Shaw is in this and in the sting. And she was like, oh, great. OK, and she just kind of kept walking. But uh, <laughs> So I wanted to bring that up. And um, I, I think there's a case to be made for us covering the sting because it's about, it's about uh, a, like a grift that happens in the twenties. Some, uh, some grifters pull a big con on, um, on Robert Shaw and it's so good, but, and there's almost no water in it at all, almost zero water. But there is a scene where Robert Redford, dumps a bucket of ice water onto a drunk Paul Newman. And there's a lot of water in that scene. And I think maybe, you know, maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> so I don't know if we talked about how the movie ends and um, maybe I should have said up front, spoiler alert, but um, Richard Dreyfus gets in a shark cage. The shark um, attacks the cage and he has to hide on the bottom of the sea under some kelp until it all blows over. And then the shark jumps up onto the boat and uh, eats Robert Shaw's character. And then it's sinking. Uh, Roy Scheider jumps up onto the mast and he's trying to shoot it. And I don't remember how, but one of the scuba air tanks gets inside Jaw's mouth. Does he put it in, the, in Jaw's mouth? I think, yeah, he like shoots okay. it in or something. Okay. And then that's what causes like 
and then he shoots it with a gun, I think. Yeah. And then he jaws blows up. So the shark explodes. Um, the end. And they, they actually swim off towards the island, uh, Roy Scheider and Richard Dreyfus laughing, having a good old time. Like nobody just got eaten by a shark. And uh, yeah, the end. Yeah, that's all I was going to say, I guess. <laughs> so that's- yeah, I, You know, the ending's kind of abrupt. It feels like it's mm-hmm. like, shoot it, boom, the end, tied it, the credits rolling. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> Just quick but I kind of liked it. I was like, what else are they going to do? They're going to go back and the mayor's going to thank them. They're going to have a parade. Like, what's going to happen? Like, let's just, let's get out of here. Because um, <laughs> I did say up top that I, I I loved it a lot. And I stand by that. But yeah, there are some parts where it drags. Uh, there are some parts where it feels kind of of the time, uh, which was the 1970s. Just 30 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be the controversial one. Just like in Titanic, the iceberg iceberg didn't do anything to anybody, you know, like they ran into it. <laughs> I feel the same way about Jaws. Like this is a shark who's just doing what sharks do, right? He's mm-hmm. just like, I'm hungry, I'm looking for food. I'm hungry, there's some food, I'm gonna go get the food. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah. It's our I, we swim like seals. Right. We, we splash around. We look like yeah. what sharks want. It's the bad guy is humankind and their hubris, right? It's like, no, I want to keep making money. So I'm going to leave the shores open. Kids die. People get yeah. angry. They're going to go hunt the shark. And the shark's like, I'm just, I'm just eating. Like, what do you, yeah, why like- are you hunting me? <laughs> and so notable quote, I was, I was arguing this with my friend, my friend, Bob, and he says, I don't know how to argue that you should definitely be on the side of humanity. And I'm like, Duh. <laughs> but like you just left it alone. It would have been fine. You know, just let the shark do its thing. Nobody, we didn't need to be in the water. You know what I mean? The yeah. shark would have gone hungry. He would have gone somewhere else, but instead they're like, just like, here's some food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, in the book, anyway, the mayor's about to get his kneecaps busted by the mafia he's got to open that beach keep those hot dogs stand <laughs> going um no i i i think i maybe agree with you because there there's some parts there's a lot of scenes of the shark being shot by different things by guns and by harpoons and being stabbed and I, you're definitely supposed to you know be on the side of the guys on the boat right but it feels a little bit like maybe too much, like they're enjoying it a little too much, like trying to kill the shark and they're, they're definitely <laughs> anthropomorphizing him into like this murderer. Uh, and then, you know, he's got all those barrels. He can't, it's harder for him to dive. You just kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. Um, but, but at the same time, uh, Robert Shaw, um, his character was my favorite character. And when he got eaten, I was genuinely <laughs> sad and I had looked it up during the movie and he he passed away only a few years after this movie was made. So it's like, that's kind of sad too because he was such a good actor and he went too soon. He could, So it's just kind of sad. And I didn't want him to die. I wanted, I in my memory, it was Richard Dreyfuss that died and everybody else on the boat survived. So I don't know. I don't know why that was my memory, but. You blocked that out. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> too sad. Yeah. yeah. But um. If anybody wants to do a Robert Shaw impression, this would be a good time. Uh, Michelle, you're <laughs> practicing? Uh, no, 
Um, <laughs> I did tell you about it, Michelle. You you did, yeah. and uh, oh, okay, I, I was like, that was left field. <laughs> uh, I decided to pass. <laughs> well, I've been I've been walking around all week saying like a doll's eyes. So um, <laughs> I had the idea, and when I saw Michelle in person the other day at work, and I, said, hey, I think I'm going to do a Robert Shaw impression on that episode. Uh, you should work on yours too. And I forgot to tell you, but um, if you want, if you wanted to, now would be a great time. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I'll be him once he's dead. Like, uh. Let me... Um, <laughs> Being silent. Oh, you know what? So I feel bad. I should have researched this more, but um, I picked up somewhere that Jaws is kind of um, similar to Moby Dick. Have y'all, did that come across anything that y'all read? I didn't yeah. even think about it. Yeah, just kind of it, like out on the ocean, big battle with a monster kind of a thing. I have never read Moby Dick, but the little I know about it is that, yeah, it's about a captain chasing a shark to his death, right? So, or uh, not a shark, but a whale. Whale. But, yeah. You uh, didn't get forced to read it in high school? No, we read. No? <laughs> oh, I read it uh, in high I don't remember it very well. So first, for whatever reason, it's one of Allie's favorite books. And she talks about all the time about how I should read it. And I was like, it's very long. Um, I've heard that it's like very um, not abstract, but very like. Uh, it's a whole metaphor, right? Like the whale. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of dreamlike, isn't it? Is, is it sort of like surreal? Again, it's been too long. Uh, the main thing that I remember, yes, that it's a metaphor. And um, also that there's like chapters and chapters just describing like wailing. Um, and I remember mm -hmm. that being torture reading through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. And even I, I, I like want to, because I love sailing stuff. You know, I love stuff on sailboats and, and the ocean and, and whatever. Um, and I'll usually watch any movie with that in it. And I've tried to watch, there's a version with uh, Patrick Stewart playing Captain Ahab. And I tried to watch that and I even can't get through that. So <laughs> no, I guess it's just not, not in the cards, but, but yeah, no, I think. Like an audio book. Ooh, that's going to be a long one. Just put it on like fast read. So it like, reads <laughs> yeah, let's get through the slow parts. <laughs> that's yes. a good point. That's, that is such a good um, a perk of audio, too. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing about Libby app is you can go all the way up to four times the speed. And trust me, some of the audiobooks that I listened to uh, over last year, maybe I didn't like them so much. And I definitely sped that up. And it sounds crazy at first. It's like you're listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks, but <laughs> you get used to it. And now if I listen to an audiobook on regular speed, they are reading so slowly. Really? Oh yeah. So I have to I have to speed it up now at least to one and a half. I was gonna say like 1.5 is the fastest I can go, but any faster than that, and it's like uh, <laughs> my, my brain. Well, it, it depends on the on the reader and that's true. So yeah. some of them do read a little bit faster, but my normal speed now is like um like two and a half. Wow. I, I know that sounds like bragging. I'm not bragging. All I'm doing is I can listen to this book so fast. <laughs> Two and a half. That's a, that's the that would be the dumbest thing for me to brag about. All I'm saying is, I did get through a lot more books because I sped them up, and I still 
know what happened. But the more you do it, the more the easier it is. Anyway, Libby app, it's wonderful. Um, so make sure Rita will definitely know <laughs> um, this time. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read part of the famous Indianapolis speech um, that Robert Shaw gives. If that's okay with you guys, if we could do a, sure. little, a dramatic reading. <laughs> And unlike Robert Shaw, I'm totally sober, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Sometimes that shark looks right at you, right into your eyes. And the thing about a shark is he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't even seem to be living. How's that? That was pretty great. Scene. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> At first, I was like, "What is going on here?" Can you and can then, you read the entire? Like, oh, that's. <laughs> can you narrate the entire Jaws book to us that way? <laughs> that's a book that I would keep at regular speed. I'd want to hear that. Um, I I also wrote down his um, that that scene in the in I think it's like a schoolhouse where they're having a town meeting is just so great. That's the first time you see Captain Quint. And they're, they're, everybody's arguing, everybody's talking about like, we could open the beaches, we got to hunt the shark, blah, 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 going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, yeah, else <laughs> on the chalkboard <laughs> happen. And I think maybe this is the first time in movie history, because now it's such a trope where screeches on a chalkboard and everybody stops and looks at what's <laughs> causing it. But I think maybe this is the first time in, in history where that was done. And it shows uh, Captain Quint sitting there and he'd drawn this really cute picture of a little shark on the board. I guess he's the one that did that. And, um, and then he gives this, he gives this great speech about how um, he, he's not going to risk his neck for $3,000, which is what they're offering. He'd do it for 10. And, um, and then I think he's eating potato chips too, while he's giving the speech. <laughs> and then I think he just kind of gets up and walks out and everybody I don't remember how that scene ends, but um, it's great. You know, we all know Richard Dreyfuss has been in, in a lot of movies since Jaws. Um, so I and- guess somehow the first time I missed that that was Richard Dreyfuss somehow. And it, the second time Rita was watching it and she was just like, hey, it's baby Richard Dreyfuss. And I'm like, Mr. <laughs> Holland is in this movie? Like, I don't know. Oh, he's so young in this. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I, so he's he's been in a ton of movies and I was wondering, um, which, uh, I was just wanted to ask you guys, which do you think is the scarier Richard Dreyfuss movie? Uh, Jaws or What About Bob? Because in Jaws, an island is being terrorized by a shark. And then in What About Bob, an innocent family is being terrorized by a psychopath. Definitely What About Bob. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that, but I mean, Bob sounds like a scary guy, assuming that Bob <laughs> is the name of the psychopath. And it, it goes back to the shark is just doing what the shark does versus like a psychopath who's like, I'm going to kill you. Have you seen it, Michelle? I have. Isn't, isn't it? It's um, not really. He's not really a psychopath. It's Bill Murray. No, he's, he's, he's a, <laughs> it's a comedy. Yeah, it's like it has Bill Murray in it. Yeah. And he's, um, trying he's definitely, he's, his- psychiatrist right yeah 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 yep. he has to see yeah. a psychiatrist and his psychiatrist tries to take a like a vacation and he's like yeah can't i need your help i need you for everything and yeah 
So I just remember, I think he brings like a, his pet goldfish in a bag or something with them, but um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I do remember it being, being good. It's not scary at all. Um, it probably would have been a better movie if Bill Murray had played like a, a creepier guy who's trying to, trying to, you know, terrorizing them a little bit. But what end up, ends up happening is Richard Dreyfuss is like the uptight dad and the rest of the family ends up loving Bill Murray and wanting to hang out with him and feeling sorry for him. And I guess Richard Dreyfuss learns a lesson in the end about something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that. He learns a lesson about something. <laughs> How many shark's teeth do you guys rate Jaws? One out of five shark's teeth. Or one out of five bottles of apricot schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep thinking about Jaws as Bruce in my head because I read that that's what they called the shark machines that they had built. And they built three, I read. Like one was the left side with open right, one was the right with open left, and then one was like with the whole one with the skin on it. And so as I'm reading all these like facts and trivia, I was going through, they're like, oh yeah, they just, you know, Bruce, blah, 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 blah. And then this yeah. just with Bruce. And I'm like, so now <laughs> I just, I keep thinking of him that way. Yeah, Bruce the shark. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate the film for what it did and what it does. Like, you know, that it's part of that zeitgeist and part of our pop culture. I'm going to give it a three just because it did have that bro part in the middle that was like oh god i'm falling asleep again <laughs> um but it was good to watch you know that that done it done it sound that's such a part of our you know yeah is that john williams yeah. yeah and, and I, I read that when he proposed it that spielberg was like okay like for real though like what are you going to give us <laughs> <laughs> like it was such a joke but then later like it became this big thing like john williams forgot to do his homework and he's like oh, <laughs> i got away to the set <laughs> yeah um so, so I, I give it a three. I would like to kind of see how this would be remade. And, and now that we can do more with bigger budgets and effects, like how, how scary could you really make something? Because back then it was about, you had to be inventive with the fear. You couldn't, I mean, the shark was terrible. It was just this big robot thing. So it was about trying to like hype up the fear using sound and using the, the environment and without really seeing this whole shark. I mean, and then when you finally see this little tiny shark, it's not even like the biggest one. So it's it's about making you scared without yeah. actually scaring you. The scale the scales of the different shark models definitely fell off. <laughs> There's like he keeps saying like we gotta get a bigger boat. We gotta get a bigger boat. That's like the most famous line of the movie. That was ad libbed. It oh really? Uh, and it's a great line, but it sure didn't seem like they needed a bigger boat like Sometimes it did, and then other times it was like, I think you have a fine-sized boat. You're good. <laughs> yeah, but but then other times, like they're like um, one of the early ones before the shark has any barrels in him, he swims under their boat, and it's like it's a really big shark, and it it's a really good-looking shot. It looks great. That's one of the best effect shot. And and then like later when he's got the he's swimming through the water with the tank in his mouth, and he's kind of like chomping on it, like it, and it looks like. Uh, a hand puppet like a little bit so some some of the shots definitely held up and then others you know have aged a little bit the part where uh, robert shaw gets eaten like i said it affected me emotionally but <laughs> i'm just thinking about like they i'm sure it was a stunt double but they really did jerk that guy around in the shark's mouth pretty hard so you know I, they did yeah 
but um but yeah okay so three three to five shark's teeth okay michelle i'm gonna give it four um yeah there was just some parts that were kind of languishing and um that kind of a thing you know know what what you guys call languishing bro time i call building tension okay (laughs) so in like uh, yeah there's just like cotton points where it was hard for me to like focus so yeah um, but it is a cultural movie and that kind of a thing so um it was our first summer blockbuster and over 67 million people watched it whoa yeah like that that kind of blows my mind for 1975 yeah yeah wait you 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 said it's our like America's first. It's, it's the first summer blockbuster, according to this. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, man, that's crazy. And two years before Star Wars, <laughs> John Williams hadn't even done Star Wars at this point. In this movie, he just did that song with two notes, and then he comes up with Star Wars two years later. Incredible. So I mean, yeah, next level. Let me get, let me go into my pitch here. And then after it's over, you guys tell me if you're going to raise your tooth rating at all. <laughs> Three amazing actors. All right. We all agree that the wardrobe is great. The mayor's blazer, um, Richard Dreyfuss's whole get up um, is great. Uh, a great script at times, maybe <laughs> you say a little bit slow, but what I, I like to call it as building up, building up tension. That's what this movie is all about. Um, John Williams score, iconic, right? Even though it's only two, two or three notes. Uh, the Robert Shaw speech that I did very accurately. <laughs> um, if there's ever a stage play of this, I might go out for, for that part. I have the face. Um, so in my mind, and I'm usually the one that scores these movies lower than you guys, I feel like. But I'm giving this a five out of five. Uh, oh. And I, it's kind of hard for me because I think this is one of those, just my whole personality is if something is, if I think something is too popular or too loved, I immediately say, it's not so, it's not as great as you think it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy into the hype. Um, and I do that with <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So my immediate knee jerk reaction is this, this is not as good as you think it is. It's, it must be overrated. But, um, so I'm trying not to do that here. Uh, I know it's a piece of American cinema history. Um, and I'm giving it five out of five shark teeth. Did I convince anybody uh, to raise their tooth rating? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna lower it just to spite me? Just, just to spite. You know what? Two shark teeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. You know, like there are some movies I've seen where I'm like, oh my god, please be over. I can't stand this. And it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. um it's it it feels a little aged you know what i mean like it's not one that if i would see it on tv i would walk by and be like oh jaws is on <laughs> like everyone yeah. sit down yeah that, that's true i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put this on just to chill out to or i don't feel the need right now to watch it again anytime soon if anything did we convince I'm you to watch your shark teeth I, you know i'm thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big rewatcher and um you know, th- to me, this is no Apollo 13, but it's still <laughs> it's still a really good movie. And I had a blast. And I think maybe what I think, I think the biggest part of it, honestly, for me is 
its connection to the sting and how it just makes me reminisce about that movie. Cause now I want to watch the sting. So <laughs> um, maybe what I'm, what I'm really rating is the sting and not this movie, but um, I'm trying to be positive here. I'm trying to be um, more upbeat than I usually am about these movies, but yeah, cause we, we had, we had a streak there where we were just watching some real stinkers. Uh, Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> One. It, I can't think of it. it. That's right. Neither that's can right. I. But yeah, it was like all bad movies. <laughs> so I'm glad we're kind of getting out of that somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys want to, Gilbert, do you want to plug anything else? And Michelle, do you want to? Yeah. Talk? So the so. libraries are fully open to the public again. It's super exciting. Um, all our locations are open back to our old extended hours before the COVID times. Um, we haven't started doing in-person programming in the libraries yet. We're still kind of waiting until September for that, but we're starting to do some outside programs at some of our libraries. So we've had the Clyburn um, um, pianist and singer at a couple of our locations. Uh, yesterday, they were at the Meadowbrook Library. Uh, super cool. They had, I, I think I heard like 90 something people, which is super good. Um, our summer reading program has kicked off. And so people can sign up for that on our website and go to the library website to kind of direct to there. Or we also have an app. So you can do it at fortworth.beanstack.com or just download the app Beanstack. And then once you sign in and register, then you can just log your time that you read or you can like have, you can do these little activities and get cool. ba- earn, earn badges. And once you have enough badges, you can go get prizes and pick them up at the library. Oh, fun. fun. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So we're excited. And we're doing stuff again. And, and we're just, we're happy that people are coming in and using us. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, and like like we've talked about uh, the Libby app a lot during this episode, but if you uh, didn't hear it then, then you can hear it now that, uh, yeah, Fort Worth Library has a great app called Libby. Download all kinds of stuff. I have, I've done it. It's great. Um, One thing I want to add too, that's beyond Libby is, you know, y'all, y'all started, I don't know how long ago it was. I'm going to say it wrong, but where you'll do the automatic renewals. Yeah. So as somebody who's a chronic (laughs) um, drops her library books past due, um, that is a lovely feature that you guys have. And y'all send me a little email, just like politely reminding me like, Hey, yeah. your library books we'll are due. We've automatically it. renewed them for you. And then when, I, when I've gone too far, you know, sometimes it'll be like, Hey, you, you need to turn that in. But, um, yeah, so, that. so y'all, y'all have a lot of cool kind of built in stuff to help us those of us over here that like struggle with that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> like returning to- We, we started doing the auto renewal and people will still call and be like, hey, I've got this thing, it's due you know, tomorrow, can you renew it? And we're like, oh, you're fine. I looked up your account. You're good for another three weeks. But also uh, I want to say at the end of 2018, we went fine free. Yeah, you guys are so now, That's right. even if you're overdue and people are like, oh my God, I've had this thing at my house for a month. How much am I going to have to pay? And I'm like, as long as you bring it back, you're good. It's all zero. And they're like, what? So <laughs> even more reason, you know, to come to the library yeah. that you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. it's a great resource. Hey, Michelle, I know these are also exciting times for the conservation group. So what mm-hmm. do we have going on there? Yeah, so we are also... Um, back in person with our water saving seminars and for our upcoming yard smart. So um, 
if you remember water saving seminars, those are held March through November, um, Thursdays from six to eight, it's one Thursday a week. It's usually the first Thursday of the month, um, but you'll have to check our website, Save Fort Worth Water, and you can register there. We help SaveFortWorthWater.org. Yes, Fort Worth, SaveFortWorthWater.org. And we host them at Brett, and um, we, uh, we bring in essentially horticultural experts. And the reason for that is that we know that, um, especially in the summer, anywhere from, on average, 30% is kind of in the low range, but up to 50%, 30 to 50% of water use can be just from your irrigation system. And um, a lot of that is completely unnecessary if you have the right plants in your yard. So um, we provide, you know, education to help you understand, you know, the environment here, your landscape here, plant type, what plants to choose, what is the most efficient way to water them. And the best thing about water conservation, other than it's just the right thing to do, is um, it actually also saves you, you money. So if you're using less water, you're going to save um, money. So, um, so we offer these classes on plants because of that, because we know a lot of excess water use is going to the landscape. And so again, our water saving seminars, they just started back up in person. We had one last night. Um, the next one is, you would think I'd have it ready, um, pulled up. It is, let's see, August the 12th and it's made for the shade. So that's gonna be shade gardening. And then we also have Yard Smart. So that we typically have twice a year. And those are usually on Saturdays, the weekends. And um, this year, uh, it's going to be September 18th. And it's an all day, essentially a conference. So typically before they were just kind of like a, several seminars kind of squished together. Um, but this time it is a full blown conference, multiple tracks. Um, we do have some information on the webpage right now about that we're still kind of finalizing the um, all the uh, speakers. So as soon as we get that, uh, we'll get some of that, more of that information out. So, you know, just slowly returning back to normal. And then of course, um, for at least for the water saving seminars, if you're still not quite ready to get back in person, we have started um, WebEx live streaming it. So you can get that information um, out there if you're still not quite comfortable, or if you know that time's just not convenient for you. We're not recording them, but you know, you can, maybe you're having supper at home and you can kind of have it on and kind of like treat it like a podcast or something to get that information. So that's what's going on um, in water conservation. You can find all that at savefortworthwater.org. And it, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned it, but it's all free. All of it. Yes. Yeah. Come on out. And uh, yeah. Thank you guys for watching this slow uh, <laughs> movie with me. Riveting. <laughs> and uh, you were so moved that you had to do a, a, a spoken word so okay <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening um see you next time on h2 omg you all know me you know how i make a living this is a bad fish he can eat you up and swallow you whole. A little tenderizing, a little shaking, and down you go. I'll be honest, this isn't like going down to the pond and catching bluegills and tomicods. <clears throat> this is gonna be a lot harder. It ain't gonna be easy. And I don't want any 
other captains. I don't want any other shipmates. And it's going to cost you a lot more than 3000 I value my neck more than that. I'll find them for 3000 but I'll catch them and kill them for ten. I know you guys all want your businesses back or you'll all be on the dole very soon. You'll be out there on Welfare Street. Well, I don't want to see that happen. 10000 is a small amount for you to have to go through all that. You're doing your straight voice. The character of... He sounded like me, I thought. He's got an Irish accent or something, yeah. doesn't he? The Quint, I, this is Quint from Jaws you're doing? He talks like this, like a pirate.